0: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Joshua B. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the program, my latest trip, Bigfoot, mummies, and weird stuff in Washington State. Oh, and I should also mention the world's biggest rubber chicken, more on that later. Oh, and also Charles Manson. Yes, Charles Manson appears in this story. Oh boy. You know what, guys? I I'm I'm recording this show in October of 2021, and it is the busiest month of the year for me because Halloween time is when the media starts ringing my phone off the hook, and I'm I'm slammed I'm sleep deprived. I'm a little irritable. And I, and, and I hate to sit down and leave a podcast because I think, eh, I'm just going to be rambling at this point about all the bizarre stuff happening. But hey, maybe that's what you like. Maybe you just want to hear some story about what I experienced because this story, it's pretty much got it all. So, you know, uh, when Lauren and I got back from this trip, Uh, We came to our home here in Vegas, and we went to a bar and got out a couple pieces of paper and an ink pen and just started remembering and taking notes about everything we experienced. And I said, I'm just going to take these notes here and just kind of go down the list and just tell you what we experienced because it covers a lot of strange material. I bought some things uh that have i'm not sure if it was a good idea or not for me to buy some of the stuff that i did some weird stuff has been happening in my house since i made these purchases but anyway look i i've been a a very active traveler my whole life and i've basically been to every region of this country the united states but I had never been to Washington State before. I'd never gone to the Pacific Northwest. I just never really had a reason to, and I just knew someday I would. And sure enough, this the day came Uh because, of course, George Norrie, the host of Coast to Coast AM, he has a live stage show that he occasionally does, and he wasn't able to do one over oh, the longest time uh, because of all the... The covid stuff. And so uh, he decided to do one this year and he uh, he did it in Everett, Washington, which is, oh, like less than an hour's drive north of Seattle, Washington. And I was invited to be on stage with George. And, you know, it's a funny thing. George tells jokes and he sings songs and then he invites certain guests out and you sit there and they show videos and you have a conversation conversation you know kind of kind of Johnny Carson style a little bit like that and so uh Tom Danheiser producer Tom Danheiser and George Norrie invited me and also Ross Allison the ghost hunter as which is so weird because I recently read uh, part of the book haunted prisons on this podcast written by David Weatherly and Ross Allison. And I'd never met Ross. And so I didn't even put two and two together at first. Like, Oh yeah, you're the, you're the co-author of haunted prisons. So that was cool uh, that I got to meet him. And then also a Bigfoot guy, Ron Moorhead. And, uh, he is a guy who many years ago recorded some, uh, some sounds in the woods that uh he believes are are Bigfoot talking. We'll we'll get into that uh in, in a minute. So um Lauren and I we we flew nonstop directly out of Vegas up to Seattle. And I'm I'm just going to give you some of my initial impressions having never been to that part of the world. Um Seattle actually reminds me a lot in uh in many ways of Western North Carolina where I grew up. You know, it's it's got there's there's kind of an uh, especially Asheville, North Carolina. There There's there's a very artsy feel to everything and uh, a lot of culture and history. And then you have these, you know, big, big mountains in the distance. But when we got there, we lucked out. It was a nice, beautiful, clear day. And, you know, Mount Rainier is this big striking. It, it looks like uh, it looks like a cloud, you know, because it's got. I guess it's got snow on it right now. And, uh, and, and uh, that is, is, is impressive when you get there on a clear day and you see Mount Rainier. I was also surprised that, um, the space needle looked a lot smaller than I was expecting. And, and really the city of Seattle is, it, it, it kind of looks like it's all been, uh, cl- crammed too much. Around the Puget Sound. I mean, the streets are really narrow and, and steep and windy and everything looks, you know, very clustered. It's a little bit cost, claustrophobic to be there, but the people that we encountered were super friendly. And, uh, we stayed at this great old hotel called the Edgewater, which extends out, you know, over the ocean. It was weird because it turns out they don't, they don't even have air conditioning there. This is in a very expensive room, by the way. Uh, but they didn't even have air conditioning. It's not common for some of these historic hotels in the area to have air conditioning. And, uh, that first day we were there, we went to a place that every, all the tourists go to. Pike place, which is, you know, like the seafood market. And we had some great fresh seafood. The food in Seattle was just phenomenal. But, uh, it just so happens that Lauren's birthday fell on, on this trip. And so. Uh, we had a great birthday dinner and the first kind of odd thing happened because here we were sitting in this restaurant right on the water and the sun had gone down tremendous sunset and the lighting sort of shifts and everything for some reason looked very red and very blue kind of like if I don't know if you've if you've seen the movie creep show, but it reminds me of that and uh As we're sitting there and we're having, I had black cod, which is one of the best fish I've ever had. And as we're sitting there, Lauren looks over and she goes, look, there's a witch over here. And I turned and sure enough, this is just a restaurant full of normal people. But there is, there's a woman sitting over here in a big witch hat. Now, I don't know what to make of this, but it turns out that this witch figure continued sort of appearing and popping up throughout our entire trip i know that sounds weird and i i I haven't had enough time to think about it and try to give you an explanation but it's and it wasn't always the same woman but you know we traveled around quite a bit and there were it seems like at key times a witch you know a woman wearing a witch hat would appear anyway look as i go down the list here um, Lauren and I, we had to go to the old curiosity shop, which has been around well over a hundred years. I mean, it goes back to the 1800s. I've never seen so many dead human beings in a shop before. I loved it. They had all these mummies, uh, and like, but you know, the kind of mummy, like a natural mummy, like, ah, oh, this guy was found in the desert and, you know, look. And, but I also, and I've seen shrunken heads before, but I've never actually seen uh, a whole shrunken head with a torso. They had a torso of a woman and, you know, she, she had all of her parts and whatnot. And, uh, but it, I, I, it was just incredible. Yield Curiosity Shop. And uh, they just had all kinds of weird stuff. They had a skull there that had an arrowhead in it. And, um, just, you know, it was, it was a very cool place. One of my, one of my favorite stores. I wish it was bigger. And so then Lauren and I, we ended up, uh, let's see, we went to the pop culture museum where they have, you know, artifacts from the Indiana Jones, one of the Indiana Jones movies. And they have the Greedo from star Wars and the ax from the shining and the, the, the Hellraiser puzzle box and, you know, Luke Skywalker's hand and lightsaber from the empire strikes back. And, and the, and they have the cowardly lion from the Wizard of Oz, which is made of real lion pelts, by the way. Uh, and, and then we went to Archie McPhee, which this may actually be my favorite store that I've ever been to. Archie McPhee, just look it up. Um, it's, it's a novelty shop. But it's more than a novelty shop. It's big and it's, it's got all kinds of just like, I don't know, totally idiosyncratic, unique things that they manufactured that, you know, it's special stuff you can only get there. And then, uh, and then they have the world's largest rubber chicken, which is about seven feet tall and the world's smallest rubber chicken. Okay. It's time for me to take a break. When we come back, I want to tell you about, um, oh goodness, just wait. I don't know. I'm not just, you want to hear it. Okay. I'm, I'm leading up to me buying some really weird stuff and I'm not sure if I should have bought it or not, but if you, if you listen to the, if you listen to this show, I don't know why you might not subscribe to my free e-newsletter because there are things I do not talk about on this show that I only talk about through my free e-newsletter. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll see a little spot there where you can put in your email address. It takes you two seconds. You hit the submit button and I will send you some free stuff, including my five minute money miracle secret. And some aura glasses. Well, I'll tell you instructions on how you can make some aura glasses very simply at home that will allow you to see into the other side. I used my aura vision in order to purchase something I'm going to be telling you about in a minute. I'm Joshua P. Warren. Go to joshuapwarren.com. You're listening to strange things. On the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be right back.
1: With age, our skin loses its elasticity. The most common complaints are under eye bags, wrinkles, crow's feet, and eyebrow sag. Now, diminish those visible signs of aging in mere minutes. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com is a velvety micro cream that, when applied lightly, reveals visible, toned, lifted skin. Instant beauty. Stunning results for women and men. Instantly Ageless was a hit on the Rachel Ratio.
2: Board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bowe.
3: If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin right. while it sits on the skin. So we're going to test it out. Right, we're going
2: to try a product this here. It's more accessible, age
3: right? List. You know, we'll go backstage, we'll test it out. It's a cream. You literally just put it on. So we'll put on a really thin layer and we're going to see if it sort of see lives up to the plane.
2: And then she went off to try a product called Instantly Ageless.
1: Yeah. Instantly, you could see a difference. Even the cameraman were like, wow, look at the difference. Yeah. But I would definitely use this product. This product, within minutes of applying it, it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation. Get your Instantly Ageless now at our exclusive website, healthylooking.com. Or by phone at 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Within minutes minutes you can take years off your looks and reveal visibly toned lifted skin try our starter kit postage paid for only $19.99 or stock up with a full-sized box at a newly reduced price not available in stores instantly ageless at healthylooking.com or 800-604-3129 instantly ageless from healthylooking.com the
4: organization. <laughs> The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to -to coasttocoastam.com for details.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings
0: Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. Just talking about my adventures in the Seattle, Washington area recently. You know, I went there for business purposes to uh, to be on stage with George Norrie. But then, you know, my wife, uh, Lauren, her her, her birthday uh, fell in, in the mix. We said, well, let's expand our trip a little bit and go out and explore and do some other fun and weird things. And there is plenty of weird stuff to do around Seattle. So at Archie McPhee's, this big novelty shop, which is probably the most fun place. I mean, I I kind of felt like I died and gone to heaven there, honestly. Um and, and by the way, my understanding is the owner, and this has been around for many, many years. It's a quite a famous store. Uh, the owner named it Archie McPhee, uh, over, uh, well, well because that he had, uh, an in law that was eccentric, somebody who lived long ago. And that's my understanding. But they have the Rubber Chicken Museum and just like some really silly stuff like that. So here I am, you know, just blowing way too much money and buying things like a meditating Bigfoot and finger puppets. And like, you know, you should never put me in a place like that. Uh, I just want to buy everything, but here's something I didn't expect. So, um, when we were checking out, we started having a conversation with the woman at the cash register and. As soon as she heard that we were from Las Vegas, she had a story for us. And she said that a long time ago, um, and I think, well, you know, I think this is like back in the 1990s, which <laughs> it's hard to, hard to believe like that. Yes, that is a long time ago now, but, um, she was working for a professional motion picture crew and she said that they had gone into the desert to film something that just so happened to be near Area 51. And they set up tracks to create kind of a dolly where you can just, you know, smoothly roll a camera back and forth. And they had this mechanical Aeroflex motion picture camera. And, you know, these things have a big battery that you stick on the back and they're shooting film. And she said that throughout the entire production, while they were in, in the Vegas area, everything went according to plan. But at that one spot, she said that the battery would be fully charged and that they would start rolling that uh, camera along the tracks. And right when it got to a certain specific spot in the middle of the tracks, boom, it would stop working. The battery would go dead. They'd push it just a foot past that and the battery was charged again. And she said they would do this over and over and over again. And there was always this point where that battery would go dead, but not permanently just dead at that spot. Kind of reminds you of missing time a little bit. And of course I told her about what I discovered regarding what is now known as the Vegas time warp or the Vegas Interstate Time phenomena, uh, Anomaly. And um, I said, I think that, you know, there are, are places where time uh, doesn't function normally around Vegas, and uh, it's sort of a warp phenomenon, perhaps, and that, that would explain why that maybe when processes freeze, you don't have electrical current flowing at that moment. But I really wanted to know exactly where she was at, you know, I wanted that specific location, but she just, she just couldn't remember. She said, you know, it's a desert. It all kind of looks the same. She goes, we just kept talking about the fact that, you know, it's, it's near area 51. So you see when I travel around, I mean, I, I never know, you know, when and where I'm going to hear some kind of odd story like that. I wonder if you have some kind of story along those lines that uh, you've never shared. But anyway, like I say, they had the world's, Largest, uh, well, tallest rubber chicken, seven feet tall. So if you want to beat that record, all you have to do is make an eight foot tall ru- uh, rubber chicken. And then, uh, I got to meet Bob and Sue Crane later on in the trip from the Sea Crane Company. If you listen to Coast to Coast AM, you know the Sea Crane Company. It's, it's legendary. And Bob and Sue Crane built that from scratch. And, uh, just in case they want to keep their lives private. I don't want to tell you exactly about my meeting with them, but what I will tell you is that Bob has excellent taste in chocolate and, uh, provided <laughs> some very high quality, uh, chocolate. Um, so we ended up, you know, after spending time in, in, uh, in Seattle, driving up to Everett and, uh, Gosh, there's, there's some stuff here that I'm just not going to even mention because, um, it's a memory for me, but you, you're just like, well, this is stupid. Why is he talking about that? But okay, let's go to the event. All right. So the event is at this old haunted theater, the historic Everett Theater. And that's where I got to meet again. Ross Allison, who's written many books, including Haunted Prisons and uh, and Ron Moorhead, and I actually went out on stage, and, and, you know, Tom Danheiser and I, we talk about what I'm going to do when I go out on stage at these events, and I and, and I don't have much time to even do live appearances anymore, but this was my fourth time doing one of these George Norrie live things. I've done uh, one in Boise and a couple in Asheville, so now uh this one and uh so I said, Hey, I'm I why don't I just put on a lizard tail? Uh I, I've I've always loved the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and there's a scene where Johnny Depp has got this big lizard tail on. So I got a similar lizard tail and I came out on stage and I did some stupid little magic tricks and stuff and we had a great time. But here's what really struck me uh about this. For one thing Ross Allison is just an uh, he he really impressed me. Okay, he's a very intelligent, articulate, deep thinker. And uh it, it's really nice to meet somebody like him in the ghost research field who really has a lot of uh of depth and understands all the different layers of of what's required for research. And I want to get back to Ron in a minute, but uh, Ron Moorhead, the Bigfoot uh, expert, because the main thing I want to point out is it's incredible when you go to these events, how emotional people get, because we had at the end, we had this session where people could walk up, you know, and the audience had 800 people in it and it was sold out. And so people could come up one by one and they could uh, take a microphone and ask a question to any one of us. And, uh oh, Jesus, I kind of forget. John Hogue was there. The only reason that I didn't bring up John Hogue earlier was because that um I'd met him before. <laughs> John Hogue is great. You know, he's a prophet. He's the modern day Nostradamus. And uh, I met him 10 years ago in Boulder, Colorado. And so most people were asking John questions because they want to know the future. But my point is there, were, there were, were people who would come up there and get in front of that microphone and they would tell George Norrie how much the Coast to Coast AM means. And they would just start crying. And say like, you know, you got me through the worst time of my life because I was able to get up and, and you know, listen to you at night when I didn't have a friend. And I, w- I was really uh, impressed. You know, it's like, I, w- I was, I was saying to George, that must feel amazing for you to see these people uh, tell you what your show does for them. But Ron Moore Ron Moore had the Bigfoot guy. He had the moment that I'm going to always remember the most. Uh, he's very friendly guy, highly intelligent. He believes that Bigfoot is not just an ape like a normal, like I do as well. You know, when I first met him, I wasn't sure what his beliefs were. He doesn't think that Bigfoot is just some normal biological organism like a big ape running around out there. I mean, he believes that Bigfoot is also I don't know, some kind of uh, interdimensional entity. I think that's safe to say. And there was uh, this woman who had waited all night to stand up in front of the microphone and ask Ron, Ron Moorhead, one question. Last woman of the night. And she said to Ron, do you think Bigfoot can disappear? And Ron said, yes. And this woman instantly collapsed into her seat and began bawling her eyes out. It was the most realistic, authentic reaction that I'd ever seen to to a question. And We didn't have time to explore any further why she asked that question. But my feeling was this woman saw a Bigfoot and it disappeared on her. And she's told people this and they say, you're nuts. And she finally got validation. And it was a, a life-altering moment. Just, to, I mean, just to ask a question, and have a guy like him go, "Yes, yes." All right, time for a break. When we come back, oh, Funko, yep, Funkos and Everett, and then, oh boy, I'll finally tell you about the stuff that I bought that maybe I shouldn't have bought at this antique store. I'm Joshua P. Warren you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be right back.
6: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So, as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandys.
1: And we're back with Strange Things and Joshua P. Warren.
0: to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. John Hug, by the way, that guy is hilarious. I sat at the Boulder Hotel with him 10 years ago. We were actually uh, on, we were filming the first season of George Norrie's show called Beyond Belief for Gaia TV. And uh, we we discovered each other at the hotel and we sat around in the bar and boy, uh, we just, <laughs> if you could have been a fly on the wall. John Hogan, myself, just drinking gin till two o'clock in the morning. But he's great because you'd think that somebody who is a prophet is always going to be, you know, doom and gloom and there's an asteroid coming and we're, we're all screwed. And, you know, he, he can talk about that stuff, but he also just has a great sense of humor and he's just, you know, he's always, always cracking jokes and, um, got, he does, uh, he does great accents and everything. But so, yeah. So, so John Hogue. Ross Allison, Ron Moorhead, and myself for one night, in Everett, Washington, along with George Nori. You can see why that sold out. But anyway, there in Everett, you also have the Funko headquarters. You know, they make those little pop uh toys. I think that's what they call. It. I don't really. I'm 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 not a big fan. Okay, I'm sorry. But it is a cool place to visit. They have all these life-size statues. and I'm just not a big fan of that style. Uh, But they had, like, a, a whole Batcave recreation with Batman sitting there in the Batmobile with Robin and Batgirl. And then they had a whole... They recreated the whole Luke Skywalker hanging upside down in a snow cave scene from Empire Strikes Back. And I mean... Like, so, that's a cool thing to do if you're in Everett, even if you're not into the those little pop figures. And so, then Lauren and I, it, it, our luck kind of ran out on the weather at that point. Uh, but we decided in the rain to go driving up into the Cascade Mountains. They call that Bigfoot Country. Now, let me just tell you, when I was growing up in my family, and this is back in the 1980s, we liked to watch the movie Harry and the Hendersons. And I found out that the, the, the museum that they show in the movie at the beginning or near the beginning of Harry and the Hendersons. And at this point, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, frankly, but we, I mean, we watched it all the time. There's like a little museum that they feature in, in the beginning of the movie. And that is a real location That you can go to today, but it's not a, it's not actually a Bigfoot museum. It's a little, you know, tourist stand that sells espresso and other things on the side of the road. And it's called the Espresso Chalet. Now, how odd is that? So we drove up into the Cascade Mountains in the rain until we found the Espresso Chalet where you can get out and (laughs) (laughs) like the little shack is there. So it's a great photo op and they sell Bigfoot souvenirs. So of course I'm buying Bigfoot souvenirs and they have some property out back where with some tremendous views where you can, you can also go and uh, take a little hike. And so we, we went out there and we walked into the woods and we looked for Bigfoot, but we didn't, we didn't see anything uh, out of the ordinary, but what a cool and, I don't know, just kind of like a random thing to be able to walk out and do a little Bigfoot hunt behind the place from Harry and the Hendersons. (laughs) Uh, That evening, we had some amazing mussels, you know, like fresh mussels and crabs. Boy, the food, I'm telling you, the food around Seattle was, it exceeded my expectations every time. Even if you got like we went to this one place, which was like a late night billiard place. And it turns out the guy who owns it is from the country of Georgia and he would have Georgian dishes like chicken cutlets and stuff like that that he would serve till one thirty in the morning and they were fantastic. So here is what I've been kind of like leading up to there is this charming little town in this area called Snohomish Snohomish and there are a number of uh, of antique stores in this town so and Lauren and I we love to go to little charming towns and hit up antique stores and bars that's kind of our thing and uh, <laughs> we go into this antique store and I I'm able to see auras, and I don't talk about this a lot. I mean, if you listen to this show, you you know uh, that I do talk about it occasionally, but I don't consider myself a psychic. I don't market myself as a psychic, but I do think that anybody can be trained to see auras, and that's why if you sign up for my free e-newsletter, you get instructions on some tools that will help you with that. And what's really interesting to me is when I am just walking through some area and I look over and bang, there's a big aura around some like an object, you know, you get that. It's also uh, outstanding, of course, when that happens around a person or an animal or a plant. But if it's just an object, that's even more remarkable so i'm walking through this antique store and i'm not expecting to buy anything really because you know we we only have so much luggage that we want to bring back on an airplane and i see this giant aura that has a mixture of colors okay well it's kind of kind of red and yellow and black there is such a thing as a dark aura and it was just beaming around this pair of old metal shackles and it was so pronounced that i asked the man working there he had a white hair he had white hair and a white beard i asked him i said what's the story behind these shackles he goes i don't know he says you know they we we've he says they were probably used at a local prison or something but we don't know so i bought the shackles I said, I don't know. There's something about these shackles. So then I keep looking around the antique store, and I go around to one of these little display cases where you can uh, push a button, and it rotates through various trays, uh, and it's just small stuff like pins and earrings. And (laughs) this tray comes around. And there's a little wooden pipe there. And it had a tag on it that said, purchased at auction, Charles Manson's pot pipe. And then there was also a, a location on there. Now, I don't usually buy stuff from infamous people or or stuff that's associated with infamous people that's zach Begin's territory i just don't usually do that but this is so unexpected and bizarre to me just so again i go to the old guy with the white hair and the white beard i said uh this says charles manson's pot pipe right and he goes he takes it out he goes yep i said well do you have any more information about this? Because I go to antique stores all the time. I've never seen anything like that in An antique store. He goes, Yeah, that's all I all I know is what's on the tag here. So I'm thinking, well, this is probably BS. But it's just so weird that I go, all right, I just bought some shackles. Why not? Okay, I'm gonna buy Charles Manson's pot pipe here. And then I started getting concerned because I thought, well, I'm about to get on an airplane, uh, with a pot pot, even though, you know, marijuana is, uh, is legal in Washington state and it's legal in Nevada. Still, I thought, man, and I smelled it. I was like, I don't smell any marijuana in here. Uh, but, but it did make me wonder, like, hmm, is it possible that, uh, you know, this is some paraphernalia and I could get busted? But anyway. I bought them both, and let me just tell you, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Since I have arrived back home, I'm not so sure I should have purchased these objects, because now some stuff is happening at my house that makes me think that both of these things might be haunted. But especially the shackles. And, um okay, I'm coming up on a break again here pretty soon. So, look, I, I will tell you more about that in the future. But let me just say that that evening, Lauren and I, we went out to dinner. And guess who was there? The witch. Okay, this witch appears. This This witchy figure, I forgot to mention, it's been following us. Popping up and it's not always the same looking woman. Sometimes she's old. Sometimes she's young, but she's always dressed the same way. Now, Lauren has been reading a book about witches. I think it's called A Discovery of Witches. And I told Lauren, I don't know if she should keep reading this book because I don't want my wife to know, you know, if she gets ticked off at me, I don't want her to know some witchy stuff to do to me. So then get a load of this. We went to the last place we went to in Seattle before we came back was a place called Sharp's Roast House, I think. And, uh, which was great, great. I mean, good, good barbecue. I go walking toward the bathroom and there's a skeleton, (laughs) a human skeleton on the wall. And I went to this place called Ballyhoo's, and they had a bunch of skeletons. Okay, I got to take a break. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be right back.
4: it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The Wizard of Weird will be right back.
2: Relax and unwind tonight with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler elves. So as another busy work week flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
0: Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I'm telling you, I just, I saw so many dead, I think I saw at least 10 dead human beings on my trip around Seattle. And yes, to a certain extent, you know, I'm kind of looking for it because I'm going to these weird shops like Ballyhoo's. Which is a uh, an oddity shop, and they had at least a couple skeletons in there, but it was it was just really bizarre for me to walk into this barbecue joint and there's a skeleton on the wall, and I don't know why, but it was a cool barbecue joint, and it, it, when you'd walk into the men's room, they had Far Side comics there, <laughs> but but listen to this, I, I, I met Ross Allison the ghost hunter and author for the first time, as you know, and it turns out he has a death museum that's in Seattle. And so Ross invited me and Lauren to go to his death museum. So we, uh, we, we definitely took that invitation. Uh, and, not only did you know did we go but uh, we we have a friend named Tony who lives in the area and she was able to meet us with her daughter and boy Ross if you live in the Seattle area you need to go check out this death museum i, I mean he has got okay for one thing he has the mr creepy which is a very haunted doll That's totally unique. It's one of a kind. It's featured in David Weatherly's book, Eerie Companions. The story behind Mr. Creepy is so weird. Just like, go look up Mr. Creepy. I told Ross, if he ever wants to sell Mr. Creepy, let me know. I might be. (laughs) He has a mummified fetus, a mummified human fetus that women used to place under their, their pillow when they would sleep, to increase fertility. And then he would have, you know, death masks and also mourning portraits where live people were posing with dead people from the 1800s. And he would say, can you tell who the dead people are and who who the live people are? (laughs) You know, Ross runs a ghost tour there you know, spooked in Seattle ghost tour. And uh, I didn't have time to take his, uh, his ghost tour, but it's included. Uh, if you you know that museum's included, if you take the tour, that's my understanding. He's working on some big stuff. He's got some real interesting things coming out. Oh goodness. We went to a gargoyle shop. I love gargoyles. So I had to buy a gargoyle. I could keep going on and on, but Let me just say that it was, Oh, I had a a great time. Everybody was nice. The food was wonderful. Everything was super weird. And, uh, I would go back and explore that area more. And I know from watching the news that sometimes Seattle gets a bad rap, at least it does right now. But, uh, i didn't have any problems and and when i was there all i had was a good time it's got a weird vibe but you know that's cool all right thanks for listening i'm glad i got to at least put that on the record now let's go to some emails how about this one this comes from nina who lives in la jolla california she says, "I listen to the good fortune tone that you play at the end of your show and I want to share my good fortune. Since listening to the tone, I have received 3 checks for $800, $900, and $1446 from unclaimed property I didn't know I never claimed. And today, I received a cashier's check for $400 and uh, $431 from a misapplied payment from 2007. I will continue listening. <laughs> Thank you for your podcast. Now, if you happen to be new to the show, I will be playing the good fortune tone for you here in a few minutes. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it, to me, it's absolutely amazing. How many of these types of emails that come in? Also, on a, a recent podcast, I talked about a strategy that you should experiment with, where you can just go and anonymously leave money somewhere, and uh, just be completely charitable. Just basically uh, leave a five dollar bill, or a ten, or a twenty dollar bill in you know, a bathroom or a gas station, and see what happens. Listen to this email that I got from, okay, this is a message I got from Daniel and he is, I believe in Florida. He says, I left a $5 bill with a nice little note at a transient spot here in Sarasota. And darn, if I didn't get two checks totaling $500 within two weeks, A $20 bill is next, so thanks for that. (laughs) He also says, second, per your instructions, I contacted a friend who is an archaeologist and a park ranger in Death Valley, and she's going to chat with the old-timers there about the high strangeness, and I'm sending her your recent books, uh, excuse me, recent book, so she has it in hand. I'll let you know what she reports back. Yeah, you know, I uh, I wrote this book called Ghost UFOs and Legends of Death Valley, and if you go to my website, you'll find that in the Curiosity Shop. Along and and if you just go to Amazon, you can also get it there as as well as the Kindle version. Uh, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate your email. Thank you, Nina. Uh, you know that's that's what keeps me going. And often, you know, you, you, end up in these positions where like I am right now, I'm just sitting in my studio all by myself, which is fine with me. I'm not, you know, it's like, I, I know that a lot of people I talk to are big extroverts. You know, I go and I do these, uh, or I've done these events throughout my life. And I talk to some of these people who like to go do events and they go, ah, oh, Yes. This is what I love. I, I, I hate being just alone in my office or my, my studio and I want to get out there and embrace my fans. And honestly, for me, I kind of enjoy just being here, you know, in my office, in my studio, in my laboratory. I like, this is a space that I create for myself. And, um, However, I need to know what, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling and if these experiments are working for you. And that's why it's so nice to get emails and and messages and tweets and stuff. You know, my Twitter is at Joshua P. Warren. I hope you'll follow me there on Twitter. Um, but another thing that's cool is that you can go on any of these tours that I create, like for example, the haunted Asheville ghost tour in Asheville, North Carolina. It's been around for, Oh gosh, 20 over 25 years. Uh, and you know, we have in the neighborhood of 20,000 guests per year that take the haunted Asheville tour. We win awards every year. Now I have the haunted Boulder city tour, which is 30 minutes outside of Las Vegas. That's hauntedashville.com, hauntedbouldercity.com. When I created the haunted Boulder City tour, I didn't know if anybody was going to care about it. Within a few days, I'd sold over 800 tickets. Seriously. And then if you don't want to get out and walk around and take a tour, but you happen to be in the Vegas area, well, I have the creepy Vegas ghost and UFO show, which is just like, you know, you sit there for an hour in a cosplay bar and drink and chill out. And we show you all kinds of uh, images of the most legitimate paranormal stuff happening in the region. And then we break out the crash debris from the Roswell area. And we break out uh, cursed and charmed and haunted things. I mean, and you, if you want to, you can, you can touch this stuff definitely take your picture with it. So anyway, creepyvegas.com. It's that time of year, that time of year. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed me rambling. Uh, as you can tell, I'm very exhausted, but at least now you know what I've been up to. And uh, it's just been another fun trip, and I'm going to give you an update pretty soon about what's happening in my house now that I bought the shackles and... The Charles Manson pot pipe. And I mean, would you buy that stuff? Yeah, I don't know. So, but let's end on a good note, shall we? Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Relax. It's time for you to listen to the good fortune tone.